Hello and welcome to Stand and Deliver, a JoJo podcast. This week we discuss episodes 13 and 14 of season 4, part 5, Golden Wind. It's gonna feel real good, gonna make a difference, gonna make it right. As I turn up the collarbone, my favorite winter coat, the wind is blowing my the kids in the street with not enough to eat who am I to be blind pretending not to see them Batman in really big letters. Yeah, why? Like Kojima or was it Shinkawa just was like, ah, we're gonna. He's like Batman. Yeah, basically. Uh, the translated notation for that was like, make the armor look like form fitting and tactical like Batman's. I mean, that's. Uh... When did uh, the first. Oh, is this for like Metal Gear Solid? Yes, the first one. Okay, that makes sense, because original Metal Gear did not look like a Batman. Yeah. But then it's also weird, because that will come out... Was Batman Forever out by then? Mm. Or Batman and Robin? Basically, I just want to know if they wanted bat nipples on Snake. Batman Forever would have been, I'm pretty sure. Because uh, Batman and Robin had that game on the Saturn, so I think that would have put it around the same time as Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, and Batman Forever was on SNES. Yeah. So yeah. Had that uh, Batman Returns beat him up. That's actually really good. Well, that was on Genesis, yeah. Yeah, well, same era. 16-bit. Yeah. Sega Genesis. Mm, sure. 16 motherfucking goddamn bits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I'm Larry Davis, with me is George Brundle, we're uh, reminiscing about bat nipples. Um, oh, I love them. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. Uh, Should I add more, though? I mean, like, just going all the way down his chest, like an animal. Yeah, I mean, that's what bats have. Yeah, multi-breasted Batman. Mm-hmm. Joel Schumacher was really just ahead of his time. They're always leaking milk, just all the time, dribbling all over the floor. Mm-hmm. Suck up that sweet bat milk. Sweet, sweet bat milk. Yeah, this version of Batman I'm inventing is terrible at stealth, but he is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Speaking of strange things that are disgusting and off-putting. Yeah, and terrifying things, because, oh boy, these two episodes. Hmm. Second one more so than the first one. Uh, towards the end, but we'll get to it. Uh, you mean you're not a fan of when this show becomes uh, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared? 
<laughs> Everybody runs out of time. Narancia dancing and singing about digital style. Yeah, oh, that'd be good. You know, yeah, I, would. Mm, now that I think about it, there actually are more similarities with that coming up than you might think. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, before we get there, we still got a whole mirror world battle going oh, on. Oh boy, do we. Mr. Eluso and Man in the Mirror yeah. taking mirrors on and Mirrors and Mirrors. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so yeah, when we last left off, uh, Abakio was just like, fuck this, I'm out, and was running for the dog mosaic, uh, and like him kind of, uh, kicking up pebbles and dirt and stuff is what draws Eluso's attention, and he just sort of, like, ditches Fugo, who he still totally had time to kill. Yep, all he had to do was just, like, give him a good punch in the throat or something. Yeah, but he's like, ah, whatever. And uh, just runs off to go find Abakio, um, who gets to the mosaic, and he gets the key from it, and then he notices, like, a mirror, and so he sort of figures out what's going on, because he sees Eluso in the mirror, and he shatters it, uh, which turns out doesn't really work, because much like the last time we had, like, a stand user, he used, like, reflections and stuff, like, it just makes more surfaces for him to pull stuff through. Mm-hmm. Like, a really strong we've been here before thing, what with Jay Guile. Yeah. Like, in general. Yeah. And there's nothing he really does that's that unique? No. I, like, I kind of don't like Aluso. I don't think he's an interesting stand user, but also this, this whole power just sort of feels like a Rocky sort of out of ideas. Also, this part is kind of confusing to watch because it's like now, yes, now they're too. in the mirror world. Now this half is in the mirror world, and the other half isn't. And well, like, even at like the start of it, when he pulls in Abashio, and then he uses Moody Blues to start, like he starts strangling Eluso's uh, man in the mirror, which shouldn't be able to. Like that's not a thing that can happen. A human can't choke a stand. Yeah. And it turns out it was Moody Blues the entire time, and we've never established that Moody Blues is also like a shapeshifter. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's supposed to be the reveal, but um. Sure. Yeah. It feels like an awfully convenient time to reveal that, though. Yeah, but also at that point he mentions like a human can't grab a stand. Uh, skipping ahead a bit to um. Manga anime differences, um, that is something that happens later. Like, uh, when Abakio is half human, half stand, Luzo grabs him by the stand side. Mm. In the anime, in the manga, he grabs it by the human side. This whole episode, or at least this segment of this fight, honestly, just again, it sort of feels to me like Araki kind of ran out of ideas. Like, this is not a particularly well handled part of this fight. Uh, I'll say I like the end of it. With, yes, with the I, snake. Sure, but like, the, I I think kind of in general, I just sort of find Man in the Mirror's power to be kind of lame because again, it's just Jay Giles again, but mm -hmm. instead sort of making good on Polnareff's whole hypothesis of it being a mirror world. So it just sort of feels like Rocky was like, "Fucking, I got no idea what to do with this stand, so I'm just going to like, kind of swipe this idea from part three. I. Yeah, I'm not really sure it's ran out of ideas. I wonder if he just wanted to sort of revisit it and see if he could come up with something 
a bit different with the same concept, but it's not really Maybe. different enough. No. I don't find it as interesting as Jay Guile either. I, I kind of felt Jay Guile had higher stakes. Because mm -hmm. you're also like starting that out with like, oh shit, Abdal is dead. Also, Jay Giles was uh, the guy that killed Polnareff's sister, so you've got yeah. extra stakes there. Yeah, and then whole horse kind of kicking around. So, like, at the start of it, you think maybe it's going to be, like, two stands on one or something like that, but doesn't quite pan out that way. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like Jay Giles more, even though Jay Giles' character design is not as good as Luso's. Yeah, I'm just saying I don't think it's necessarily a Rocky ran out of ideas because right after this we get two really good stand users. And, yeah, well, true. actually I'm going to say three because the great Coco Jumbo. But Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, he's he's strangling him and like we kind of get this reveal that like uh, Moody Blues is also on top of all this sort of a close quarters stand in that it like has more attack power than man in the mirror which again is kind of weird because man in the mirror was just about to like aura aura fugo to death mm -hmm. so now we're kind of like walking that back a little bit and going like no actually it's not that strong compared to other stands i guess i mean i thought it already was not that powerful. I, I'm not sure Moody Blues is actually that strong. It's just stronger than Man in the Mirror because Aluso mm -hmm. um, says something like he used all of his strength to pull him through the mirror. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, me either. Because uh, then, like, even though he gets punched back, he apparently, like, finds another shard of glass and is able to pull the actual Abashio through that. And then he, like, he ejects half of Moody Blues and then ejects half of Abashio and then, like, stitches the two halves that remain together. Mm-hmm. I like this bit. This is good. Yeah, it's... I like this weird two-face-looking Abashio Moody Blues thing that's going on. Yeah, especially because it makes zero sense, and if anybody saw, like, <laughs> him in the yeah. real world, he would just have, like, guts hanging out because he's cut in half. Oh, God. It's gross. Uh, yeah, so, like, he's going to go take the key, and then he decides, like, it'd also be real fun to stick a broken shard of glass in Abashio's mouth. Well, yeah. Probably would be. He's like, uh, what if I poke the back of your throat with this? Mm. Let, me let me test your gag reflex with a piece of fucking broken glass. I mean, if you had the opportunity to stick a broken piece of glass in uh, Abakio's mouth, would you turn it down? Mm. I mean, look at him. You saw the way he acted towards Jorno. Yeah, I mean, he could also just start peeing all over me, like, in self-defense. I mean, this guy's a real freak. Yeah. Abakio is, is sick. He's grosser than any JoJo's character we've had. That... That's not true. Because, <laughs> yeah, he's no Jankum boy. No, he's no Pesci either. Oh, God. What's wrong with Pesci's neck? I He doesn't have one. Why is he just like one of those thumb parody things given life? He looks like the uh, bratwurst Nazis from the movie Yoga Hosers. You oh, Jesus. Yeah. He looks like a literal dickhead. Oh, yeah. 
This weird carrot man. Oh, God. Love him. Love you, Pesci. Keep being you. I've actually, that reminds me, I really need to look up pictures of Pesci from the comic because I wonder if him being drawn by Rocky actually makes him look more disgusting. Probably. I would have to assume it does, but, like, I've not laid eyes upon Pesci's glorious drawn form. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. In this um, part, it seems like they're actually much more faithful to the original drawings. Like, uh, Pulpo looked pretty much exactly the same. Yeah, Pulpo looks great. Well, not now. Uh, I don't know. I'd say it looks better. Okay. Agreed to disagree. Big ol' hole blown in the back of his head. Mm. You can see all the way through it. Oh. Oh, I can look all the way through this Pulpo. Mm, extra this Pulpo actually... functionality. Oh, he's extra pulpy now. You like your orange juice with or without pulp? Oh, f- without. Pulp is disgusting, what? man. I, d- I don't want chunks of crap inside anything I drink. Oh, I it's love it. It's smooth. No, I want to go down my throat. No, I don't want to swish a bunch of crap around in my mouth. Nope. I love it. It makes you feel like you're drinking a real thing, not just... I don't know. No, I like it when they... I like it good and concentrated, when all the flavor has actually been stripped away from the juice and they use chemicals to bring it back. No, 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 It's just the same <laughs> yeah. way, it's the same way you don't get jelly, you get jam or preserves, because that's way better. No, it's, it's same not! same thing with pulp. Yes, No, I don't is. want seeds in my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I like a good crunchy peanut butter from time to time, but I don't See? want no seeds. Look, crunchy peanut butter is just peanut butter with pulp. You're a jackass. <laughs> That's true. It's the truth. It's the same thing. You're a fucking... You're a prick. Look, alright, do you know what the difference is between jelly and jam? Yeah, everyone knows the difference between jelly and jam. I'm 31 years old, of course I do. <laughs> do you? Okay, then what is it? A jelly is like more like a gelatin. It's smooth. There's nothing in it. It's sugary. It's more sugary. A jam is just a bunch of mashed up bullshit someone put in a jar. Okay, I guess you're kind of right, actually. On accident, I think. Um, <laughs> but jelly is made from juice, and jam is made from the whole fruit. So that's why jam's better, because you get like the whole fruit. In there, it's not just like, I don't ah, want I squeeze this out fruit. and congealed it. No, you squeeze out the good stuff and you congeal the good stuff, and then all the chaff you just push that aside. Get that shit out of here. It's got no business being in this jar. It's got no business being in my sandwich. Got no business being in my body. Maybe this is why I'm constipated all the time. <laughs> Maybe. I'm just like, ah, I don't want any actual fruit. Give me the juice. Give Come me the over juice. my GI every day going, I'm turning into Matthew Perry. Nobody but you knows about Matthew Perry's butt problems. Matthew Perry had a perforated bowel, which is actually an extremely serious condition. You could die from that very easily. Uh, most frightening part about a perforated bowel is the symptoms come on slowly. You would mm. think busting a hole in your gut would be like immediately painful, but... Apparently not. Yeah, speaking of friends with uh, medical problems, did you know Jennifer Aniston <sighs> has uh, dry eyes? 
Wow, poor Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, well, you know, not even her friends knew. It's right. It's a horrible, horrible affliction she had to live with. I wish I had other people's problems. OPP, you're down with other people's problems. That's right. Oh, you're not even gonna I... say you know me. <laughs> nope, not gonna give you the satisfaction. Not gonna <sighs> validate you. I'm not gonna feed into this this problem of yours. You're the one with the problem. You and your free association. <laughs> That's what this is. <laughs> we don't have anything else. Look, especially now when we're getting down to the wire, we have to uh, we have to do something. Oh, you know, it'd be good as an entire The Wire rewatch podcast. Uh, well, I mean, it'd be a first watch for me, but mm. okay. I would be out for watching The Wire again. Well, good. Yeah. Uh, okay. What? All right. What next. JoJo's though is what we're actually recording about right now, not The Wire, right? We're doing the JoJo's yeah, thing. Yeah, uh, McNulty. Many... Uh, he has Star Platinum. Um, oh sure. What's uh What's Bunk's stand? Is he uh, uh, is he the well, Avdol or the Polnareff? McNulty's would be like a short range, violent stand, but its oh, like strength would be proportional to the amount of liquor McNulty has in his system. Oh okay. I'm trying to think like of a good stand name for that though. Something about being violently drunk. Cheating um, on your wife multiple times. Chug a lug, chug a lug. <laughs> okay, actually that'd be really good. <laughs> Makes you want to holler Heidi Ho. Oh, Bunk. What would Bunk's be? Bunk's just a uh Bunk is also a drunk. Uh Bunk sleeps anyone... around much like McNulty, but is the anyone on the wire Bunk not a drunk. Is Bunk is a good guy trying to do his job right, whereas McNulty? I mean, the whole final season, McNulty totally like makes up a serial killer. Oh, good. Yeah, he strangles a corpse so he could like fabricate that it got strangled to death. Ah, it's a whole fucking thing. What would Stringer Bell's stand to be? Hmm. Mo money, mo problems. <laughs> okay. Who's a? Who's... He tries to go legit, but it doesn't work out. Who's the other guy though? Not him. The the, the other boss guy. Oh, um, Avon. Yeah. Yeah. See, Avon's problem is that he doesn't want to go legit. Uh huh. Gangster until he dies. Uh, but he spends most of the series in jail because that doesn't quite pan out for him. Oh, well, great. Yeah, oh, The Wire's great. That's a good I'll, show. I'll take your word for it. I bought it all uh, twice now. Uh, yep, <laughs> I have you, not sent watched it to, you sent it to me once. I'm very appreciative of it. Yep. Uh, I arguably got more out of that than you ever did. Oh, definitely. Because I watched uh, two episodes. Yeah, they were... The best two episodes of television, some would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand what all the hype's about now. Oh, clearly. Uh, so, speaking of pretty hype things, Abashio gets out of this bind by chopping his fucking hand off. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a cornered animal. 
Yeah, no, I mentioned this uh, a little bit last time because I got confused and thought it was in the episode prior to this, but mm-hmm. yeah, dude just slices his hand off, and this is what gets confusing because it's like the reverse thing. So he like chops his Stan's hand off in the mirror world, but his actual hand off in the real world. This is actually uh, where I completely lost track of what was happening. You and me both, because I, I have no idea what transpired from this point on, like, at all. Great. My already tenuous grasp over the events in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure just finally, like, spun out of control and snapped. <sighs> well, okay, wait, so, well, before he cut the hand off, he had been, mm. um, infected with purple haze, right? No. Oh? So, alright, let me just... How about this? I'm going to find in the, like, the... So the JoJo's wiki has been nothing if not super anal about summarizing these episodes, so I wonder if maybe it can make sense of Abashio chopping his hand off. Okay, let's find out. JoJo wiki, this is your time to shine. Don't let us down, even though I know it is in your nature to do so. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so enjoying his advantage, Eluso threatens to stick a mirror shard inside of Abashio's of mouth. However, yeah. the assassin then notices the key has disappeared and Moody Blues's clock rewinding. Abashio has cut off his hand and is now rewinding Moody Blues's hand in the oh, real world. Oh, right. Okay. To bring the key to Giorno in hopes that the newbie will escape. Uh, and then Giorno, an idiot, just kind of stares at it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, oh, a hand with a key. Huh. Uh, well, it's weird. What was I doing? I'm putting a mirror together? I actually don't know what he was uh, doing. He was putting the mirror back together, trying to figure out everything that was happening. Oh, yeah, it, it was like that part of, in season one of Breaking Bad where Walt puts the plate back together and is like, oh, there's a piece missing. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he goes, with that piece goes of down into the mirror pocket. world and chokes Fugo to death. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, Eluso. Uh, God, now I'm trying to actually figure out where we're at with this. Uh, oh, right. Okay. So, Eluso grabs Giorno, pulls him in. Abashio has this moment where he's just sort of like, You fucking dumbass! Now we're all going to die. Mm hmm. Uh, but uh, Giorno has broken one of the uh, one of the capsules on Purple Haze's uh, his knuckles and has infected himself with the virus. Yeah. Giorno just pops into this world and goes bug. I don't. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Doctor Man is debugging. I don't really remember this part. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. You've got a I thought, virus. Okay. But I don't remember like how he got like the virus from par- from Purple Haze. It was sent to him in an email. Oh, okay. Send Purple Haze to all your friends. Viral video. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he gets drawn in and starts infecting uh, Eluso with the virus too and then Eluso uh I'm trying to figure out like how he gets rid of it exactly I think he like ejects himself from the mirror world except for his hands yes 
Yeah, yeah. And then leaves them behind. So he's free and he thinks he's fine now, but Jorno's still dying from purple haze syndrome. Uh, and then he gets like cornered by purple haze, like against a wall. Yeah. Also, this this part um, where when he's like missing his arm or whatever, it's like all in shadow. And yeah, I, I think that this time that was actually just like a stylistic choice, because there are plenty mm. of other times where it's just like sitting there gushing and. Yeah, also, like, in the following episode, like, Narancio should have just been completely shrouded in black, like, the entire time. <laughs> well, sure. But also here when Abaccio... Oh, sorry, Abaccio, you've got me doing it. Um, Like, when, when they kill him, like, they just straight up, like, melt and then splatter him on the wall, so... Yeah, uh, Purple Haze is able to shoot its capsules out, too. Speaking yeah. of... Speaking of powers that these stands just have at very convenient times that are never like established beforehand. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I but mean, yeah, this that's is the first time you see them. So, sure, yeah, this makes more sense to me than Moody Blue suddenly having shape shifting powers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that like super infects uh, Luso and makes him just melt. Love it. Like a fuck, like a fucking gremlin. It's just like the end of uh, RoboCop. Yeah. Just gonna stumble out and get run over. <laughs> That's less, uh, I mean, he was melting, but he mostly died from exploding. But he would have melted. And here, the same oh, thing, sure. though. Like, he was melting, but then he gets punched a bunch. Yeah. No, he, Eluso goes all toxic adventure and then dies. Yeah. It turns out, actually going toxic adventure is not a good thing. You don't say. Uh, so the mirror world vanishes. It went bye-bye. Everyone's back in the real world. Uh, but Jorno is still dying. Uh, so Jorno looks over at a snake that he had created. Uh, he used it. Or he created it from a brick inside of Purple Haze's like, virus smoke. Yeah. So the snake has antibodies. Sure. That can counter the virus. So he's just like, alright, check this out. Gonna crack this snake open and drink its blood. Also, the snake still has like a brick in the middle of it for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Even though before Jorno could just make like perfect animals out of anything, like they wouldn't still look like whatever he like formed them from. He just wanted everyone to know where he came from. Yeah. This is this is a new species I invented. Check it out, guys. I'm playing God now. Yeah. Everyone loves a good brick snake. Yeah. So, uh, this, like, antitoxin that he makes ends up working and he is able to save his hand. Uh, but speaking of people who have fucked up hands, Abashio, gushing blood over here. Yeah. But he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, he will. <laughs> I do like so at the end of this I was thinking ah we'll just have uh, Bucciarati zip him up he'll be fine turns out it's exactly what they do yeah I just like how uh, in the car like the next day he's just like eh well we just reattached it yep just sewed my hand back on whatever so it's a real um like a Scott Snyder's Batman when uh, <laughs> Alfred had gotten his hand cut off 
and then later he's just like, ah, oh, I just sewed it on some of that um, magic thread from Crazy Quilt. Yep. I really like that I had this whole moment, like the last time we recorded, where I was like, I don't know how they're going to get that hand back on him. And the <laughs> simplest answer is just, hey, they sewed it, sewed it right back onto his wrist, whatever. Yep. It's Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Like, it's a miracle he didn't just, like, stick his hand onto his wrist and sort of just hold it there and go, like, eh, it'll scab over. Just put it on there and go, like, chick, chick. And then it's back in place. It's like, yeah, sure. Click right on. Turns out Moody Good. Blues has uh, healing capabilities, too. Oh, sure. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Because it I mean, turns out, like, Moody Blues' primary ability seems super limited and not all that great. Well, look, see, he, all he has to do is uh, rewind the hand back to a point where it was connected to his arm. I'm actually kind of surprised he didn't do that. But Yeah, uh, by the way, speaking of good hand-related things, uh, fact, the hand last season. You know, that, that made me think of something. So Moody Blues could only make, like, uh, holograms, basically. It said that he couldn't interact with the things he rewinds, right? So how did he rewind the hand to bring the key to Jorno? Because everything about Moody Blues' power seemed to be real up in the air with this episode, or like Iraqi just sort of didn't care and was kind of reinventing what Mo Moody Blues could do now. Yeah. I, I think it, it, I think probably what ended up happening was when he introduced Moody Blues, he thought of a really interesting, he thought of a cool power that he liked and he thought of an interesting situation to use it in, but that situation was not Abashio needing to actually get in a fight with someone. Yeah. And then when hitting him in a confrontation with somebody else, he probably realized, oh, this stance power doesn't work for offense at all, so I need to change like a bunch of shit about it. Mm. Yeah, probably. I had a guess. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I could be a Vogue on a Rocky's desk. Yeah. <laughs> Soak it all in. Anyway, Jorno's uh, now free of the Purple Haze virus. Everybody's doing all right. Uh, but then the train station, we see Risotto Nero. Uh-oh. The big bad dude, at least for now. Uh, it even though next episode we don't see him at all, so whatever. Nope. I don't, I don't know there. Okay, uh, manga anime differences for thirteen. Uh, uh, well, I mentioned the um, the stand grabbing thing. Yeah. Uh, and then the post credit scene of Risotto Nero finding a corpse on a train station is completely anime original, although it references manga content. Fourteen. Oh, that's it. All yeah. right. Yeah, there's not much here. The Bucciarati boys are in a car. Bucci boys. Uh, drive around. Yep, the Bucci boys. Booch, booch, Bucci boys. Mm-hmm. Shrimp and white wine. Ah, yeah. Uh, it, we already mentioned Abashio's hand has uh, just been zipped back on, and uh, they are all heading to Naples. Uh, and on the way, Abashio looks at the jewel inside of the key, and there's, like, an engraving that tells him what to do next. Uh, they're going, going to go to the sixth platform uh, and take the earliest train to Venice uh, and also, like, use the key at, like, a water fountain with a turtle by it. 
Yeah, it doesn't specifically mention the turtle either. It's just like, hey, there's a water fountain there. Yeah, but then like Bucciarati later says, huh, this has to be the water fountain. Water fountain with the turtle, only water fountain nearby, it's got to be this one. Yeah, I th- I think he was just saying like the turtle is nearby though. Ah, that all right, that makes because sense. Because he but... d- didn't think like, oh, maybe I should take one look at this turtle and realize that it has a key-shaped dent in its yeah. shell. Massive indentation where a key could go. Because yeah, he gets there and like the key's not fitting into anything, and I really like this bit of like him just like clanking the key against the side of like the keyhole housing and like not even making an attempt to put it into the hole. Nope. It's like ah, it doesn't fit. Like yeah, just hitting it going too big, wrong size, wrong shape. (laughs) But uh, eventually, he realizes he needs to put it in the turtle. Uh, but as this is happening, the train is leaving, so he just picks up the turtle and takes it with him. Also, while this is going on, Pesci, and uh, why am I blanking on his name? Prosciutto. Prosciutto. Uh, they've also arrived at the train station. They are going to ambush uh, the Boucherati boys. And so they get into like a pincer formation, but when they enter the train, Boucherati is gone. Yep. Very and mysterious. He, Prosciutto says he saw him holding something small so that must be something sure who knows what it could be no nobody knows uh but as they're looking around they see like the door to the uh the the front um what what would you call it the cabin cockpit cockpit sure yeah the, the cock and uh Pesci senses like there's a there's a gap underneath the door that would be big enough for say a turtle to fit through, uh, but not a human being. And they only sense two living beings inside of the cockpit. So uh, Pesci uses his stand, which is called Beach Boys. Yeah, well, I it's think it's just good. Beach Boy singular, but yeah, in yeah, this my... version called Fisherman. Which a little little part of me thought like I wonder why that's not just called real big fish. <laughs> yeah, at the time, I'm not sure real big fish were really a thing yet. Yeah, that's sort of what I thought was like. Oh, I wonder if it was just like a timing thing because that would be a way better name for the stand than even Beach Boy. Yeah, Beach Boy's still good though. Yeah, no, it's it's totally fine. It works, but mm-hmm. I don't know. This is my first thought. But like he uh he just has a really sick uh fishing fishing rod with like a skull shaped reel. And I guess he can kinda like he can disguise it in different objects and stuff, and when you get hooked, you get hooked like real bad. Like oh, yeah. he 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 like casts it through the door and hooks the uh train conductor through the cheek, and apparently this just straight up kills him. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, he also, like, pulls him through the wall, and maybe that has more to do with it. Or, like, maybe his neck snapped when he, like, reeled. Yeah, you know, you gotta set the hook. Oh, boy. So, but, like, later it just gets embedded into Guido's hand. So, like, I guess it can phase through living objects, too? I'm not sure it's phasing. I think that was just straight up, like, in there. 
Mm, yeah, it, well, like, it might have phased into him, then solidified, or whatever, while it was in there. Maybe. Because it goes into him through the... I don't know. I don't quite know how the stand works yet, but, like, I have known people who have gotten hooked with fishing hooks. I've been there when it has happened, and it looks fucking gnarly, so, like, this just made me squeam a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, like, getting a hook in me is something that, like... It's like seeing someone get hit in the nuts. It's one of those things where you get the sort of weird, like, phantom pain kind of reaction. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so he kills this guy. There's nobody else in there. So Prosciutto is just like, all right, I'm going to use my stand to look for him. You search around in this room and figure out what's going on with the whole, like, two life forms thing. There being only one guy. They'll we'll be back figured this out i don't know uh so he brings out his stand which is called the grateful dead but in this version it's called the thankful dead the thankful death oh thankful death yeah <laughs> which <laughs> look yeah that that one i'm okay with it's, it's so close bad enough. i love yeah no it's the very definition of it's close enough yeah I mean, look, okay, so, all right, just go ahead, I guess, because some stuff later. Okay, uh, so the turtle is underneath uh, one of the seats, and then we zoom in on the turtle and find out that everybody is now inside of the turtle because the turtle has some sort of pocket dimension room inside of it that is like a green room fully stocked with a bunch of cold beverages, mini fridge, Comfortable sofas, magazines, and fresh fruit. Uh-huh. Very the hospitable. Amenities. That's right. Uh, everyone's just chilling out in here, and they realize that the key must have somehow activated the turtle stand. By the way, the turtle's name is Mr. President, and its stand name is Coco Jumbo. No, other way around, but yes. Oh, it, okay. Yeah, the turtle's name turtle's is Mr. President. Coco. No, that's, I, I thought I said stand user was Mr. President. Oh, wait, yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, the turtle's name is Coco Jumbo. The uh, stand, name. stand is pre- Mr. President. Yes, and okay, that's right. Yeah, 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 Coco Jumbo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I really like how in the, like, <laughs> intermission title card thing, uh, they changed Coco Jumbo to Coco Large, which, for one thing... <laughs> I didn't catch that. I just saw Mr. <laughs> President, and then it was over. Yeah, yeah. They they kept Mr. President, but they changed Coco Jumbo to Coco Large, which is especially oh. unnecessary because Coco Jumbo isn't what the song is called. It's Coco Jumbo. So I don't know. <laughs> like, whatever. Uh, which, by the way, uh, when we did a whole YouTube channel thing, uh, I kept using Coco Jumbo as like uh, intro music to a bunch of stuff, and. You kept getting like copyright strikes into your email mm-hmm. specifically about like the usage of Coco Jumbo. Yep. But what was great about it was you kept getting these like nearly a year after some of the videos went up. I got one a couple days ago. <laughs> just so you know. And, like just the fact that they just kept fucking coming to your email these fucking notifications about Coco Jumbo. I also, love it. No way to turn them off. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it's like three or four years after the video 
was uploaded, and I'm still getting them. Nice. It's perfect. Uh, so, what I was... What they call it, it, uh, paying dividends in the business. So this, as you can imagine, made me very happy when I saw a stand pop up named Coco Chompo. Yep. And um, that was also why I think it was the, the the beginning of part four with the turtle thing, and we were talking about how much Iraqi loves turtles, and I was like, boy, you're not going to believe there's a turtle stand user later on, and this is it. So, I'm so glad that we got here. Also, if you buy that um, Polnareff figure, it comes with Coco Jumbo. Didn't you get that? No, I maybe, don't have. Maybe one. it was the Silver Chariot one. One no, of them got... comes with Silver Jum- or uh, Coco Jumbo. Silver Jumbo. Uh, yeah, Silver I have Jumbo. a I have a Silver Chariot that comes with the uh, Adubus sword. Maybe it's the the gold one. Might be. I don't know. There's one of them that comes with Coco Jumbo, but no. Oh. No, it's neither of the ones that I have. I'm kind of glad that I got the one with the Anubis sword anyway, though, because I liked that a whole bit. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's uh, starting to get kind of hot inside the turtle. Sweaty. Mm-hmm. And uh, Narancia, he is very picky about his beverages. He wants something hot that won't upset his stomach. And uh, starts getting very nostalgic for uh, some magazine pictures that he's seeing. You know who else gets nostalgic? Old men. Yeah. Old. Like Narashia. Yeah. Who is rapidly aging to the point that a fucking tooth just dribbles out of his mouth still connected to, like, the nerve just dangling there. Yeah, real Ren and Stimpy vibes here. The first thing that went through my mind was a, another Always Sunny thing of just Charlie pulling teeth out of his mouth and being <laughs> astonished. <laughs> sure. Well, you know, who hasn't been there? American healthcare, it. am I That's, right? It doesn't just, like, break off and go away the entire rest of this episode. Every time you see Narancia, he just has a tooth dangling out of his mouth. Yep. His fingernails start peeling back like he's a pillar man. Uh-huh. Hair's falling out. Age comes for us all. This is what awaits us. Yep. Time makes monsters of all of us. Oh, God. He does not age gracefully. <laughs> no. Just going all Abe Bogota over here. It's gross. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really go to any middle stage either. It's just, like, from young Narancha to, like, 90 years old. 90 is being charitable. This dude looks like he's 130. Oh, uh, yeah. Kind of goes full Crypt Keeper. Yeah, no, he almost looks like a corpse by the end of this. Like, to the point that he looks so aged, I'm surprised he's not actually outright dead. Yeah. Uh, but, uh... Giorno, Abashio, and Fugo have also all aged rapidly, uh, but Trish, Guido, and Bucciarati have not. And Giorno is starting to... By the way, while all this is going on, speaking of abject horror, we get the Grateful Dead walking by one of the train cars, and it's an old woman and her baby, mm-hmm. and the baby is old man baby. Yeah. 
I knew you'd be a big fan of this part. So much worse than the tooth. <laughs> I just got done trying to get past the dangling tooth, and then I saw that. It's a real, it's a real bad bit. Oh my god. We have the. You know what really is the worst part of this is the next episode is the Grateful Dead Part One. <laughs> I yep. have this. <sighs> I couldn't cope with this for like the five minutes that the stand got whipped out for in this episode. <sighs> oh man, I can't wait. Oh Jesus. This might actually be the grossest part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I mean, the only way this could get worse is if they walk by another one of the cars and Jankin Boy was somehow riding around on this train. Oh no. Just get old teeth spilling out of the gaping hole in his cheek. Oh. I mean, I don't want to think about Jankin Boy in any context, but that's especially bad. Yeah. Oh god. Just like like a full ribbon of teeth sticking out of his cheek hole and him just like in a really gummy voice asking people to play junkin' with him. Uh, uh, like imagine the horrible, horrible grating voice of Junkin' Boy, but instead of becoming like tempered with age it just becomes even worse. Just like it's still high pitched and like a shriek, but it's also gravelly. Oh god. Just like Junkin Just coming at ya. I swallowed my puke and we can now proceed with the rest of this episode. Alright, let's go. Okay. So Giorno uh, get has a revelation, and he figures his stand out remarkably fast, which is that uh, they are looking for Trish. Women have a different body temperature than men because they oh. store more oh, than wait. men do. You, you, you forgot to mention a very important thing, one of the reasons they figure out what's going on. Banana. Oh, banana. Oh, banana. That's right. That's the key to all of this. Yeah, it's, as it turns out, Naranshia just flicking hunks of rotted banana off and yep. going, I can't eat this nanner! It's crumbling! I'm so tired and I just want to eat a banana. Okay, anyway. Go ahead. Bananas, you see, are very soft if you're trying to eat food with only gums. You ever, um, have you heard that thing about, like, opening bananas from the bottom? Yeah, I, uh, tried that for a while. How's that work? Seems to me, like, trying to do that, you just end up, like, mashing the banana in it. Yep, that's why I said for a while, oh, and okay. not a thing I do all the time. I guess it'd probably work better if you're using, like, sort of bananas that are still a little bit green right? hey get this check this out there's no wrong way to open up a banana you assholes if you opened up the banana you fucking did it well there i think the whole argument is like well you know the this is how apes do it they do it the other way around because that's more efficient but guess what yeah, apes they're are apes. stupid they're mashing their bananas up yeah 
They crushed the whole tip of the banana by doing that because they're dumb apes. Look, the only ape that I would listen to is uh, Caesar from Planet of the Apes, and I didn't see him oh, eating sure. any bananas. Now they got a scene in the new movie. He opens it up the top way. That's how you know he's dignified. Oh, I I didn't see that. Is that like a deleted scene? No, it's right in the movie. It does it right in front of Woody Harrelson? Oh, okay. Main, like maintains when, when eye Woody contact when Woody Harrelson's dying of the ape disease or whatever, and Caesar's yeah. just like there. He's like, "Hey, check this out, blap." <laughs> yeah. The blap is the sound of him opening a banana. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound of banana make, sure We're both banana opening experts over here Uh-huh I've not ate a banana in like five years Oh, they're good That's a lie, I've actually eaten them pretty recently I like apples more, what? though Where are you trying to hide? Apples, I don't know I might have told this story I knew a guy in high school who would occasionally get a banana with lunch And he would say and now it's time for the trick of the day and shove the entire banana in his mouth at once. That's great. It's a really good trick. What, wait, like, did he peel it first? Yeah. Oh, okay. And just, like, mashed it all into his mouth. Yeah, that's not really much of a trick, then. <laughs> I know. He's a delightful dumbass. <laughs> oh, boy. That was back when I was young. Now I'm old. There's white stuff coming out of my head. My teeth are falling out. And the doctor told me I can't eat apples anymore today. The doctor can go to hell. Why can't you eat apples? Uh, they gave me a whole diet plan, and it's basically I can't eat anything that I like. Oh. Uh, certain fruits I can't eat, and it's like... Um, Stone fruits, basically. I can't have what? any of that. Yep. It's a stone fruit. A fruit with a hard core to it, like ah. a cherry or a peach. Uh, I believe an apple would count because of the seeds. But I'm not sure about apples. But I know that a stone fruit would be like a cherry or a peach. Well, then, in your honor, I'm uh, going out to the country. Gonna eat me a lot of peaches. I wonder if I could eat peaches from a can. I mean, they were put there by a man. You probably could. Hmm. I mean, by by that logic, you know, you could eat any of them as long as you're not eating the pit, which I... Yeah? I mean, it, it is something about the type of fruit specifically. I, I don't know. I gotta look over that list. But there was a bunch of stuff on there that doesn't really give me problems, so I'm probably gonna eat them anyway. I eat an apple every morning, so... Yeah, Telling well, me that I, mean, I can't you know, eat an apple anymore is kind of, it kind of hurts. You know what they say, uh, eating an uh, apple a day keeps the doctor away, and look, it's been massively <laughs> successful for you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, if uh, you ask me, uh, there's maybe a possibility yeah. that might be a cause of some problems. Eh, <laughs> uh, whatever. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> This all started that one time I bit into an apple and it was all brown inside. Oh. So, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, that's a thing that happened to me. It's a real good time. Biting into an apple and then looking at your fruit and feeling betrayed is not a good way to start a day. No. Like, that's why I you stick hurt to oatmeal. Me, apple. Oatmeal's not gonna betray me. Ah, uh, no. I I like that. Uh, I, I have an apple, and then I have a big bowl of that oat and honey and almond cereal. Mmm. 
because it's tasty and it's really good for you and it's super cheap. Cool. I am so old. I made a mushroom omelet yesterday. Not great for you, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> well, it didn't turn out too good because I had a whole lot of mushrooms and the pieces were too big, so when I tried to fold it over, it kind of just fell in half. But guess what? It tasted good, so I don't care. I'm trying to actually find shiitake mushrooms because I want to try cooking one of those up. Because I hear if you do it right, you can kind of just eat that thing like a steak. A little bit. Yeah, I'm not, a, I... a standard button or a portobello. My my dad used to cook shiitake mushrooms with like a teriyaki glaze on them, and they taste really good. And I kind of want to try to do that. So, uh, but well, look who's Mr. Gordon Ramsay now. Shut up. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about just throwing some mushrooms in a pan with butter, and you're like, "Whoa, Mr. Fancy Pants!" And then they're like, <laughs> "Oh, well, I'm gonna try making a shiitake mushroom with teriyaki glaze." Look, mister, I made some broccoli and put some butter and pepper on it and it tasted delicious and I thought it was hot shit for about a week and now it got in my head that I can make shiitake mushrooms. Mm. I mean, you could. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I need to find them first. I tried to order... Not order. I tried to buy some at the grocery store here and uh, the person I asked looked at me like I was super pretentious. <laughs> It's just like, nope, you need to go to like a specialty store for that, and then I just kind of felt what? like a jackass and left. I'm pretty yeah. sure the Walmart here has shiitake mushrooms. She told me I would need to go to like an Asian food store, and she was an Asian lady, so I assumed she knew what she was talking about. Ah, probably not. Uh, yeah, I need to just check like the Albertsons here, because I bet they would have it. But anyway, that's enough mushroom talk. Are those uh, stone shrooms? Can you eat those? <laughs> No, see, only certain kinds of mushrooms have a hard core. Mm-hmm. Shiitake is not one of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> fungus among us. Oh, man. Yeah, I want to put some fungus in my body. I'm sure that'll go over great with everything else I have happening inside of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <sighs> it's probiotics. Like, that's the whole deal with um, that Jamie Lee Curtis poop yogurt. Like, that's basically what's doing. I've been taking a probiotic, and uh, much like everyone else taking a probiotic, I have no idea if this is even doing anything. IBS is a fun time syndrome. Uh Uh-huh. Everybody loves it. It's millions of fans. Yep. No, it's great. Everything's terrible. So, it's getting hot in the turtle. Uh, Giorno figures out that body temperature is the key to all this, and uh, women have lower body temperatures than men. So, he understands that they're probably doing this intentionally, so that, like, Trish will be the last one to age and everybody else will die. Uh, And the reason it's not affecting Guido is because he's a girl. Also, it's... I'm not sure this explanation really holds water, considering. No, the they put the ice saw... up to Archie's eye, and it just goes boing, and changes <laughs> back into a normal little boy's eye. There's that, but I mean the whole like body temperature thing, because there was that other lady on the train that got super aged with the old baby. I I wonder if it's like a proximity thing, maybe with that. Uh, I kind of doubt it. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not totally sure. But I, I do think like Prosciutto that. was even like looking in the cabins. He was just kind of wandering through the hallway and letting the stand do the work. Well, I do like that. Guido's just like, oh, well, we just need to like feed everybody ice. So he he grabs the ice tray, which also only has like two cubes of ice in it. So I'm not sure exactly how they were going to share that between everybody. Well, they can't like, because think... they didn't know that there wasn't any ice in it. Oh, yeah, maybe. He uh, says that I before. He's like, know I why... know, I'll get the ice. Uh-oh. I also don't know why his first reaction wasn't just, oh, bring the oldest person up to the fridge so they don't die. Mm. Like, just stick Narancia's head inside of the fridge. Yeah. Because all they do is just hold the ice cube up to his eyeball, and that fixes that. So it doesn't seem like you need a whole hell of a lot to uh, reverse the aging on somebody. Because even Pesci's just in the kitchen chomping on ice. Yeah, and uh, Guido wasn't affected by it just because he was drinking cold things, and that doesn't actually affect your body temperature much at all, so... Yep, I don't think Araki has a very firm understanding about uh, biology. You don't say. Uh, so yeah, Guido is the one who gets sent out to go find who they assume to be the one and only stand user on the train. Um, and so he's just mashing on ice and sees a uh, air conditioning unit and figures, oh, well, I can just have the AC on in the cockpit and then everybody will be fine. Pushes the button Hook gets inside of his hand and just starts, like, pulling him violently against the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now he realizes there are two stand users in the train. And Pesci is psyched about it. He's just like, yeehaw, got me a Marlin. Just keeps trying to reel him in. Yeah. So uh, the episode kind of ends there. We just get a shot of the train uh, just rolling down the tracks and this cliffhanger that like Guido's hooked. He's in a bad position. Everybody else is too old and tired to do anything about this. Uh, except for Trish and Bucciarati, who I don't know why he's not aging. Was he also drinking something cold? I think so. Hmm. Okay. Well, but Giorno is also old, which you get a really good bit where they look over at him and he's like, yeah, what's that sunny? <laughs> I do like the way that old Giorno looks uh, because, A, he actually ages like a Joe star. Like, he has the same sort of quality to him that uh, Joseph had. But, B, Joseph wore a hat all the time, so this is the first time we've seen old JoJo with JoJo-ass hair. Yeah. And it looks as ridiculous as you think it would. Uh-huh. I mean, Joseph's hair wasn't that weird, though. Sure. But he still had the hat on. Well, I guess, uh, actually, he didn't at the very end of part two. He wasn't wearing his hat. At the end of part two? He had much shorter hair. Yeah, at the end of part two where he bumps into the guy and is just like, hey, are you Japanese? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He didn't have a hat then, and he had, like, a totally different hairstyle. Yeah, well, he was, like, drawn differently there, too. Um... Yeah, like... There was obviously, like, a break between those where Rocky, like, decided to, like, retool the look of things for Part 3, I guess, but... Uh, I mean, the... Sort of at the beginning of Part 3 in the manga, you can tell, like, it still kind of looks like the end of Part 2. It... Like, pretty quickly it shapes up into how it looks for most of it, but 
there early on, you can tell. But uh, in the anime specifically, like they switch styles between seasons, so that little bit well, at I the mean, end. I mean specifically, like the outfit design and everything about Joseph changes between part two and three, even in the manga. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Like it, it less that he was doing like a change to his drawing style and more of just like, okay, what's the clothing style and sort of the world design going to look like between two and three? Like, it seems like he took a break and kind of retooled that sort of aspect of the comics look. Mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever. My point is Jojo with old Jojo, old Jojo with young Jojo hair is a bad time. I don't know. I like it. Not a good look. Uh, hey, you know, he could look worse. He could look like Neurontia or, heaven forbid, Fugo. I kind of don't even remember what Fugo looked like. Just sad. Like, he got left in a home and his children don't visit anymore. Hmm. That's the life. <laughs> Fugo and Abashio don't even say anything. It's like they just... Their just brains got rot. super old too. Unlike Jorno, who's like still sharp. Yeah. Well. Because like when with Naranchia, his brains also got old. Because he was just standing there for a while with his mouth open, going, "Duh." Uh, I mean, Actually, never mind. That might just be Naranchia. I, I was gonna say, like, have you seen Naranchia in the previous episodes? Because that's kind of what he did all the time. Fair point. Uh, no, I mean. Like, actually, the bit with him talking about getting nostalgic and stuff like that. And, like, the baby... I almost took, like, the baby talking and everything as it also somehow aging. I don't know. I kind of, It made me wonder if there was, like, some sort of mental component to it, too, and not just physical. Uh, it probably is. So... Uh, maybe we'll find out next episode where I got to endure more of the Grateful Dead's whole shtick. Uh-huh. I'm well, looking forward to it. Yeah, we, we've got, uh, well, at least two episodes of Grateful Dead. I, I would guess Beach Boy will just be part of that. Yeah, I imagine that would be the case. Okay. I've already seen, like, the, the list of, like, here's all the enemy stand users for this season, because it's just, like, on the wiki page. Like, oh. here's a group of all the characters. It does not seem to be that many. Hmm. Which is a little weird to me, because I feel like we've already kind of blown through a few members of this assassination team already. Yeah, I don't really know like the structure of this part like i don't know if it's like part four was where you have the first half that's kind of all these random guys and then the second half is the main enemy i would guess that's kind of what they're going to do yeah like i almost wondered if because we know that diavolo is like the main villain of this thing like that's just been known between us for a while now and so i imagine i'm pretty sure like he's the boss right diavolo is just the boss okay so yeah, that, then I assume at some point the assassination team is no longer like the big bads and it switches over to Diavolo. Um, I mean, I but do I know still that... kind of wonder if like some of these members of the assassination team don't die. Yeah, I I know Risotto sticks around for a while because he, I think, is like the main enemy until uh, Diavolo shows up. 
Diavola shows up and just goes, Hey, check out my dumbass hair. Yeah. Polka dots. I look like a Splatoon character. <laughs> That's me. I'm a squid. I'm a kid. <laughs> exactly what he sounds like. Who else loves the gyro and the Wii U controller? I'm using motion controls, says Diavolo. Uh, we also get a different uh, ending credits in this episode. It's still freaking you, but like the sequence is different. Uh, like kind of. That was yeah. disappointing because they don't really change a whole like the background and everything is changed. I like the and it moves vertical instead of horizontal. Yeah, but... yeah, but the cutouts of the characters are the exact same ones, which is yeah lame. Well, uh... So at first, like, it, it seems very different at first with the whole, like, leaves blooming and stuff like that. And it made me think, like, I, my first thought was, this is a, this is very early on for them to change the whole ending credits thing. And then when I saw, like, the same cutouts fly by, I was like, oh, well, they did this because it probably didn't cost them much money or take them much time. It's also not that early as, it, as is... i was saying that i considered how part four blew through like four totally different openings like a different one for each quarter of that season so uh -huh. yeah this would be about the point where you would get a new intro well also um part three had the different endings too although that only switched about halfway through yeah and it also switched uh songs which is something that part four didn't do yeah like, part four is also changed, but it was a much more slow and progressive thing. So I, I wonder if this is, like... I wonder if we get a new opening theme here within the next episode or two. Or if it's going to be, like, in the mid-season split. And then I wonder how many revisions of the ending credits we get and if they ever change the end credits song. I do think we're getting a new intro next episode. I would guess. Because, like, with the new ending, that's kind of what I figured would be happening, but we'll find out. I hope it's good. I really, really, really like the Part 5 intro. Like, a lot. Like, if we had this for half the season instead of doing it in, like, quarter chunks like Part 4, I would be totally cool with that. The reason I... The reason I say that might change is because I think Trish is going to get her stand relatively soon. And it is not featured in the current opening. Okay. I think, well, I, I'm not really sure on that, though. Also, the current opening does not have anything with the Assassination Squad, and it doesn't have anything with Diavolo. True. So, well, I, I bet Diavolo like, is... I'm 100... It'll be like the third intro. That makes... Yeah, then I wonder if what we have right now is supposed to represent the, like getting to know all the different characters segment of this, which we are now finally past. Yeah. We got everyone's facts out of the way. If this next intro is supposed to be to cover like the whole assassin squad arc. And then the final one would be covering the whole, like going after Diabolo. Like if I had to guess for the second intro, yeah, it'll mostly be the assassination squad. And then, um, like maybe the boss in shadow, like still in like the suit form, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> This is totally not the boss, but it's a stand-in for the boss, boss. Yeah. It's like, this is what they think of when they think of the boss. <laughs> I still just love it's a normal guy. It's a totally regular dude. Then at the end, uh, of course, Jorno stands at his grave and salutes, because 
Abbas gave his life for Italy. Died the world thinking he was a traitor. Just like, how do you guys not just assume that the boss is like some weirdo and like... We've already gone over this. Just trotting around in stockings and a garter belt? Like, come on, man. <laughs> Panty and stocking with garter belt. That, that's what that show was about. It was about Diavolo. It was a great program. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay, next time. Manga anime differences. Got a real doozy here. Um, Trisha's nipple is no longer shown. Mista and... <laughs> <laughs> Mista and Fugo become giddy when she simply adjusts herself and her top shifts. Oh man. <laughs> Which actually that's a good bit at the beginning though. Where like they was it like Guido kind of No, Fugo I think trips or something and then Guido's like, "Why? He just trips. He definitely wasn't trying to grab you or anything." It wasn't trying to feel up your thigh while being close to you. <laughs> yeah, even though Fugo like actually did just trip and Guido just like tr- totally tries to. Oh no! How horrible! Please don't tell your father. Fugo tried to grope and molest you. <laughs> that would be terrible. Uh, several lines have been cut from the original manga, such as Narancha's mention of Alessandro and Nanini. I don't know who yeah. that is. Uh, the message inscribed in Mr. President's key from the boss to Bucciarati is now written in Italian. I'm guessing it was in English in the original version, or Japanese, maybe. Yeah. Uh, in contrast to the original manga, Prosciutto's initial appearance is no longer obscured by Shadow, as he was shown early during Formaggio's flashback in episode 10. When Giorno gives his explanation for how the Grateful Dead's aging effect discriminates between men and women, Mista now asks him if he's insinuating that Mista is a girl, rather than if the enemy was checking their goods. (laughs) And my favorite part is like a sub-note to this part, which is, Mista no longer apologizes to Trish for this comment. (laughs) (laughs) Trish will remember that. So with this part, all right. Uh, what? Hold on a second. Okay. Do Do you hear that? We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Well, it it sounds like sounds like chips. Uh, Slot slot machines. Casinos. That's right. Great, because I'm very good at gambling. Well, no, not regular roulette. We're talking about oh. 
anime roulette. Oh, God. Put the barrel to my head and pull the trigger. That's right. Every week from now on, we'll be watching a random episode of a random series. Uh, the intro have... to this, by the way, just needs to be the bit from the deer hunter where he gets shot in the head. <laughs> no, it's not. I've got a good one lined up here. Ow, Diddy Mao! <laughs> Instead, just use clips from uh, Always Sunny. Like, we, we use clips from Always Sunny enough anyway, so just have yeah. that part. Okay, uh, so I have a list of 12 series here. You don't know what they are. Um, I do not. And, and I have not. legitimately not seen this list. You have not explained. This is actually a surprise to me. I, I didn't mean, know that we were doing this already. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm, well, I've mentioned a couple of candidates in the past, but you only know about, like, maybe two on this list of 12 I've also completely forgot them. Yeah, great. So yeah, it's almost like I don't pay attention when you talk to me. <laughs> shocking. Uh, I will say there are a couple of lucky spaces here on this roulette, um, which are things that we are familiar with, but maybe you haven't actually watched, I'll say. All right. Um, but I will be looking now. I'm going to use a randomizer to figure out which of these 12 series will be what we are watching next week. And... Seven. Which is... <laughs> our first one is going to be Slam Dunk. Seven. It's basketball? Yep. Okay. I'm watching an episode of Slam Dunk. Uh, what episode are we watching? Well, I have to randomize that as well. Because okay. uh, let's see, episode this has a hundred and ten episodes. Oh boy, I think I think in order for this thing to be more interesting, though, what you should probably limit it to at least like the later half of the series when mm. determining an episode. If it's too early, then it's introducing concepts for the first time, which sort of takes away some of the fun of anime rule. Oh. Remember, this was born out of me wanting to watch the final season of Bleach without having watched anything <laughs> sure. else before it, so... Okay, also, I was wrong. It's 101 episodes, now 110. I read it wrong. Okay, okay, well, then why you say we just randomize this from 50 to 101? That sounds good to me. All right. Kind of takes away a bit from the roulette aspect. Uh, and some of these things here don't have as many episodes because... I was kind of I mean, under the impression that most anime ran for like 300 episodes. Um, here's the thing, though. If if you did it from any episode, there's a chance you could roll one. Yeah, I know. Well, And then that's just that's just miserable because then it's just I watched the first episode of anime and we just get to know the main characters. And like ain't no single first episode of an anime has ever been that interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I Sure. I'm being a little hyperbolic. The first episode of JoJo's was all right. Yeah. A dog got fucking kneecapped in the face <laughs> and then thrown in an incinerator. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's try 50 to 101. Clicking okay. now. 79. So nice. Next time we'll be <laughs> yeah, up top. 79. Yep. Uh, Slam Dunk episode 79 is on the docket for next time. We got an episode name for that one? Uh, no, because I was just using a number generator okay. thing. Uh, I, okay. I don't know what the name is. It, they, they might not have episode names. 
Yeah, that's true. It could just be like basketball number 79. Yep, that's it. So next time we'll uh, find out what's going on in the world of basketball, too. Along this with, is uh, great. I, episode I 15. <laughs> yeah, I know you're a big fan. Well, from, yeah, no, I, here's I had thing. a Michael Jordan watch when I was a kid uh, because it was the 90s. Yeah, well, look, here's the thing. After every episode of Anime Roulette, we can vote to say if we want to take something off the wheel. If we don't want to watch any more episodes, it has to be unanimous, but we can remove something from the running. And I'll replace it with something else. If I can find something else to replace it with. Because I was already, to be honest, kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel with some of these. It could be worse. It could be an anime about soccer. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Sure. I sure hope there's nothing like that on this wheel. Because <laughs> then we might have to watch it. <laughs> we'll see you next time. We're watching episode Great. 15 uh, of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 and episode 79 of Slam Dunk. I had to watch this fucking basketball anime forever just so I could avoid that soccer anime. This is great. Goodbye. I'm glad I suggested this. Bye, everybody. So spread the word to all of your friends. At Patty's Pub, you're guaranteed to catch a... Virus! Just ask this guy. I got infected. Get it away from me. Or her. No, I'm busy. She looks like she caught the... Bug! So spread this video to all your friends, because it's a computer virus. Virus! Take it from me. I am a doctor. Doctor Toboggan. Mantis Toboggan. Ah.